Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 212. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy. I feel like... Well, I'm excited about this podcast. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. This podcast has been sponsored. Yes. By the One Club in association with the Open. And stay tuned for later on in this podcast because they have supplied an incredible prize. I want to just not even say prize. Prizes, plural, for one very, very lucky winner. My favourite club in the world is the Clubhouse. Would you agree? I would totally agree. To be in the clubhouse. That and my seven wood. Seven wood? I think we've got seven wood. (laughs) (laughs) My three wood. Which I I, I almost never use, but yes. Old Bluey is your favourite golf club. The clubhouse is your favourite imaginary club. Correct. The clubhouse is a place where you can enter at your will if you've listened to every single episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. However, my second favourite club, Rick, is the one club. The content smooth. on the One Club is second to, second to the Rick Shields Golf Show and the course. Rick Shields main uh, YouTube channel. However, it's second to only us. Yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic club to be part of. We'll tell you in more detail how to sign up, but the top line of the description, if you want to get a little bit sneaky, get into the top line of the description, you could sign up before everyone even knows what the prizes are. Jokes aside, this prize, there's an element of it that is quite literally money cannot buy. It's uh, priceless. Nice. <laughs> However, before we get into that, um, I feel like this has been a busy week for golf. Mm. You know, with the Tour Championship on the DP World Tour. Yes. Um, played at Jamira Golf Estate at the Earth Course, which, little little insight, we might be visiting very soon um, for a big match. Anyway, we've got that lined up. Um, but that was going on. The... PJ Tour was kind of like a bit of a secondary event this mm-hmm. this week. However, with Ludwig Ludwig Aberg won, winning, he is going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now, live on air. Mm-hmm. He will be a world number one within the next three years. Yeah, maybe even two years. I wouldn't disagree. His talent is incredible. You've also got a lot of kind of announcements, bits of drama, kind mm. of. Uh, it, somewhat excitement even though it's the off season around live and next year moving into live mm. and tgl we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago they've had a bit of a disaster they have their bespoke facility has fallen down mm. now to be honest it kind of looks like a tent yes and that tent has fallen down so I don't know if there's been any announcements on delays of what's going to happen, but it's not a great start for the guys at TGL. Well, we spoke in depth a few weeks ago about TGL. Um, there's a number of people with different 
um, like ideas of what TGL stands for. I was under the understanding it's tech uh, tech golf league, like technology golf yeah, league, tech golf league. Um, there's some people at Tomorrow Golf League. I think the company that owns it is that Tomorrow Sports, and well, obviously a lot of people call it Tiger Golf League. The thing is, the Tomorrow Sports is TMRW. Yeah, and it's basically Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy's yeah. initial initials all mixed but up. Either way, there was obviously grand plans for it, and we actually after our podcast, there was some more images that uh, kind of went online of what inside was going to look like. And one thing I didn't know at the time when we spoke about it, it was a lot of the shots hit off real grass. So it was this kind of tech-infused golf game that was kind of taken quite lightly, <laughs> but yet there's these new teams and these franchise. Um, as you've correctly said, the actual arena has been essentially destroyed. What will happen now? I don't know. Well, from what I've heard, there's no delays on when it's going to start. The plan is still for it to start January the 9th, 2024, which... With Christmas and everything around the corner, mm. that's not a long time now to reconstruct this facility. Uh, I hopefully they do do it because I'm I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm but I am borderline excited. There's a few teams that have now been announced since we last spoke about it on the podcast, which I'm not excited about one bit. There's a few teams <laughs> that I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't support them if like there's just, there's just no action in there at all. Um, but. We'll, we'll just see how it all pans out. Well, this leads us on to a nice topic. It's almost a, a, a seamless segue that we've just been for a Subway. We just had our... <laughs> there we go. We just had it brought to you by... So imagine if we ever get sponsored by Subway. Well, now we've now we've uh, we've protested against burgerism. Yeah, well, yeah who? <laughs> it's all about Subway now. By the way, I've also, I think this week, got Robert Rock's dodgy chair. So you might see me more than a little bit. Um, <laughs> You'll see you sinking. Yeah. Uh, how good is Robert Rock, though? I was just going to say... Is Honestly, he your favourite Robert now? He is up there. Yeah, he's top, top three. Huh? Another chair? Wait, I'm going to swap chairs. You carry on. He's in my top three Roberts. Okay. Who else would be other Roberts? Uh, Robert Potter. Robert. Oh, yeah, Rob Potter. Yeah, Rob nice. Potter from back in the day. Um, I also am a big fan of... Robert Rob, McIntyre? Robbie Williams. Robbie, oh, yeah, okay. Fair dues. Obviously had him on the, on the podcast and on the channel. And then Robert Rock... Yep, nice. So I think he's my... I, I put him as my third favourite, Rob. That's that's not bad. And he's in very esteemed company. Well, that podcast... <laughs> yeah, if you've not... That podcast has done very well on audio. It's doing nicely on the video version as well. If you've not listened to that podcast yet, if you missed it for whatever reason, I'd recommend getting in the car on a nice, relaxing journey and listening to, to Robert Rock's insane stories. What a humble and down-to-earth guy he actually really was. It's one of our longest podcast yeah. episodes ever. It one really is. One of our favourites, though. Yeah, I, I, I just... I just wanted to continue to chat about his journey from from very humble beginnings and not really having a very clear sight on golf. Mm. Like I feel like he accidentally became a professional golfer. Like a lot of other professional golfers have been either inspired by family members or even maybe even pushed by family mm -hmm. members. You would be fair to say he came from this kind of background where golf wasn't in his in his DNA. And he stumbled across it, found out that he was okay at it, and really just okay, mm. nothing spectacular, and then just worked his absolute nuts off. You know what he was? His story in isolation, that initial start, is not unusual whatsoever. And I saw loads of people when I was young playing golf who didn't have golf in parents, who for whatever reason got into golf, started to play, got quite good, hit a lot of golf balls, 
That's what's similar with Robert, but their story, like many others, probably including myself to a degree, got to a certain standard and that was it. And then kind of fell out of love with it, went on to other jobs, whatever it might be. Whereas Robert got better and better and better. And every year or so, got a little bit better, a bit better, a bit better. So they went and beat Tiger Woods to, to win a DP World Tour event and, and won two events on tour. It was an incredible story. But on that topic, obviously, he Robert spent majority of his time on the DP World or what was the European Tour. Even he said it in the interview himself. He finds it hard to say DP World Tour. He still sees it as the European Tour. This week was the Tour Championship. Mm. The, the final event on the DP World Tour where the DP World Champion was was announced mm. and normally it's a very dramatic final day because you've got the order of merit playing on the background and you've got the actual dp world champ uh, um what's the actual ch- champion of the actual event called if um, you actually win the actual dp world final it's not the dp world tour champion but then you've so what's the order of merit section and what did nikolai win well, the Order of Merit is the DP World Tour champion, I think. And then yeah. the, the championship winner is actually the Tour Championship winner. Right, yeah. So so there's effectively, every year, majority of the time, there's two winners. Sometimes, very rarely, the winner of the Tour Championship... So it's champion, a race to, race to Dubai title. That's it. Race to Dubai title um, win also is the same winner as the Tour Championship winner, which is rare. You've got that one guy holding both trophies. Mm. That's quite rare. Often it's two golfers. One's picked up the, the actual uh, Race to Dubai final, and then one's also picked up the Tour Championship. This year, the Race to Dubai was actually won pre-last pre, pre last event. Mm. Rory McIlroy won it for the fifth time. Well, and not only that, he... His performances that that helped him to win that very much were co-sanctioned events. So obviously he won the Scottish Open, which is a PJ Tour and DP World Tour co-sanctioned event. I'm not sure the exact number, but he's not played many. He, he won. He won the Desert Classic. Yeah, as well okay. At the start which of is the year. a big event, to be fair. He did incredible in the majors, which yep. again ranks you for the race to Dubai. Correct. He's not particularly turning up to the British Masters well, and doing well. And, and that's the thing, and I think we wanted to. St- we had a little again. The reason I was talking about Subway, we went to Subway before. We had oh, a yeah, lovely, wonder, wonder. We had a lovely <laughs> Subway. That, that Subway segue went off. We had a lovely six-inch Subway each, and we also had six um, what they call browns? hash browns as well. Went down a treat, and we were kind of chatting. A we didn't talk too much before we ruined it for the podcast. We'll we'll see a lot of the minute. There's a lot of people, a lot of organisations trying to trying to make golf cooler and, and change the product, which. To some degree, I've got nothing against. You know, there's been this Netflix Cup, which you may or may come on to. I didn't really watch it. Tried to watch it when it wasn't live afterwards, and I couldn't get it to work on my TV, bizarrely. Obviously, we've got the TGL. We've had Live Golf. We've got these new, uh, real highlighted events on the PJ Tour. There's so much around making golf better for the kind of consumer, and there's obviously a lot of money involved, etc., etc. But for me, I think fundamentally, something in my opinion, obviously, it's kind of worthless to a lot of people, obviously, but... I think where golf is going wrong in the professional circuit anyway, there's so much going on and it's hard to know what matters, what doesn't matter. If you look at something like F1 or you've got the Premier League again, there's flaws to most professional sports, I know. But most matches or games or races, they mean something, don't they? With golf at the moment, this week, we, like you said, we had the DP World Tour Championship, which Rory won with the Order of Merit, but hardly we played on the DP World Tour and didn't win that event. We then well, have the PJ Tour. I, w- I want to talk about Rory's stats a little bit, actually. Okay. So I've just pulled up here his... Um, I've lost it again now. Just give me He's played 10 tournaments second. this year. Yeah. 
But if you actually look at the tournaments, though, they're not... They're obviously, the qualifying event. So he, he won the Dubai Desert Classic in January. Mm-hmm. The then next qualifying event he played in was the Dell Technology Match Play event. Right. Okay. In March. He then played in the Masters. He then played in the US PGA Championship in May. US Open did well, came second. He won the Scottish Open. Yeah, He fair. played in the Open, came sixth. He came 16th in the Irish Open. He came seventh in the BMW PGA Championship. And he came 22nd in the DP World Tour Championship. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Did you say 10? Yeah, 10 events, 10 qualifying events. And he's been crowned the kind of effective the European Tour best player. Well, and that's it. By the by, the rules, he's won it. Oh, yeah, enough. yeah. No, he has. He, he has. But then if you look at, like, Adrian Moronk, for example, I'm going to pull him up now. So his wins and results for this year, he has played a lot more events. Bear with me. I'm trying to find this. And he has had some really good... He's had, some, obviously, win tied fourth. He's had some really good events there. Fifth, third... Um, How many events, roughly? Let me have a quick look. It's got to be 20 plus. Bear with me. 24. He made 19 cuts, three firsts and a third, and then he got uh, four, sorry, he got three within fourth to tenth. Any majors? No. So it's the majors that play a massive part in... Oh, did he play in majors? Did he play in majors? majors? I know he didn't win any this year, but did did he play in majors this year? Yes, let me pull that up. Bear with me. It's not the easiest website, the European Tour. DP World Tour. DP World Tour. Bear with me. Let's have a look. So he came 23rd in the Open, Ferdus, 66th the US Open, 40th in the US PGA, and 60th in the Masters. So he played in all four majors? Yes, oh, he only okay. made the cut in two, I believe. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's very, very interesting. And again, I don't know what the takeaway is here. It felt a bit like it was a, a fraction flat on Sunday, on the, on the final day, because he didn't have that drama of like, you know, where two players uh, uh, don't have to be winning the event, but they, they're still in for this kind of race to Dubai but final. I think there's almost two arguments, though. So if you look at the PJ Tour and the Tour Championship, they work in a way that some people love, some people hate, where whoever wins that final Tour Championship have essentially has, has won the Order of Merit of the Year. And that makes sense from a commercial product because you have to watch the last event to see who wins it. Some people aren't fans of the way it starts and whatever. I get that. Fair enough. Victor Hovland won it this year and, and great. With the, with the DP World Tour, you've got the fact that Rory has hardly played any actual proper DP World Tour events, but yet still won it again. Well, kind of fair enough, that's the rules. But is it right? Is it good for the DP World Tour? This week, then, we also had the PJ Tour with these kind of weird events off-season where no one's really that bothered, but Ludwig Aberg, Aberg, Aberg won. So that's great for us as Europeans, and it's great for him. He's young, I think he's 24 years old, to get a, you know, a PJ Tour win. But then it's not really a proper, proper high-profile event. You've then obviously got Liv, and I think it, it feels difficult now to understand, well, what are the important events? We've got the four majors, we've got some other events that are big and these new highlighted events, but it's not easy to consume as a golfer. You know, is the DP World Tour now the second tour? Obviously, the top was it the top 10 guys or top 20 guys got PJ Tour cards, so that's even, like, proven to the DP World Tour, the second tour, if you like. They're almost getting pulled away from their tour. Well, exactly, and that's what's in it for the PJ Tour. They're obviously investing money into the DP World Tour, but getting guaranteed that the DP World Tour's best players are going to eventually get onto the PJ Tour. So the PJ Tour's getting fresh new talent all the time. So it, it's kind of like, well, 
it doesn't feel like there's much meaning to the season. Should there just be, obviously, the, the top tour, I know there's still going to be living the PJ tour, but let's just say the PJ tour has the four majors that people play in. There's then 12 or 14 events. That's that's the main tour. There's almost an event every month to get, you know, to get excited for. And then you've got the DP World Tour sits below it, potentially. I don't know. I think that's where Liv have got it right, having these set events. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just confused by it. I would love to see... If I was if I was the the king of golf, professional golf, okay, yeah, I would love to see a world tour, mm-hmm. just one very clear tour, and you need feeder tours. I, I get that, but as in the ultimate is this one world tour, and within that you've got your four majors. Mm-hmm. You'll have at the end of it an actual legitimate order of merit. You've got. Let's say it's 12 events through the year, one, one a month. But you know, guarantee, the best players are playing in those events. Mm-hmm. And it travels the world. It has a US swing. It has a UK Europe swing. It goes out to the Middle East. It goes down to Australia. You know, you, you cover all four corners of the world. And you know that 120 of the best golfers in the world are going to be there. Um and then at the end of it, you're going to get guys who lose world tour rankings. Yeah. And then the tour underneath that, that tour, I mean, it could be a DP world and it could still be a PGA tour, something yeah. similar that stayed more either US or European, that fed into that world tour. And you didn't need to have live and you didn't need to have all these other things because every single week you're guaranteed the best players in the world are going to be turning up. I, I love it. This as well is what leads me on to saying, you know, again, I know TGL, the purpose and Liv's purpose is to make golf maybe cooler and appeal to different people. And that that's fine. I've nothing against that to a degree. But does golf seem to be not that exciting often because the tournaments to some degree feel worthless? If there was only 12 events and then the four majors, is it, does it actually work that, 72 whole stroke play is actually okay you know two rounds cut two rounds do we have to be looking at to reinvent the wheel is it the actual tournaments and the spacing that's wrong as opposed to the format that people are playing well yeah because it's every single week i mean they were even joking semi-joking on the broadcast yesterday that as soon as the final round had been played and it was like right that's the end of the season everyone Th- you know thanks so much and even like the commentator saying and we start again next week mm. in Australia. And you're like, bloody hell, guys. Like, you're straight back into it. It's a full wraparound year. There's the year straight back into the to a, a, a the first official DP World Tour event of the year starting next week in Australia. It's like, God, that's that's a lot. Was it? I think it's Australia. Or I'm pretty confident it is. It's like there's a lot of things going on where I love this break period. Like, I do feel like this, that what... What I love this off season. Mm-hmm. I think golfers deserve an off season between kind of December and January where we don't see those golfers and they train and they practice and get ready. And as a fan, it leaves you wanting more. Of course it does. And that's where all your, your manufacturers change over and that's where, you know, such a body goes from Adidas to Nike or whatever it may be. Like you love those little storylines. And you might see a few clips on Instagram where a couple of players are having a, a bit of a cash game at the local club mm. or whatever it may be. And it gives them loads of time to film YouTube videos with <laughs> us. Um, but then, you know, you come back in January and, and it's a very clear, defined schedule. And you know, it's going to be in America. You know, it's going to go to, it's going to follow the sun. It's going to basically chase yeah. the sun for a period of time. Um, 
And you just know the best players in the world are at those events. You know where I feel a bit sorry for, and listen, the corporations have got loads of money, but like some of these big headline sponsors of these events that have been going for years are just getting lost. Mm. Like the RSM Classic this weekend that, that Aberg won, they must be thinking, hold on, we're pumping a lot of money into this. And are we getting the field that we deserve? Mm. Probably not. You know, so... I, I think there's, there's sides of that. Like, is the sponsorship money either going to be more competitive or are some companies just going to go, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. I'm not bothered about sponsoring a golf event. If, you know, I'm spending tens of millions on sponsoring this event and no, nobody nobody of high quality is turning up. I think for me, and, and again, there's, 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 there's things that are wrong with all sports, but something like the Premier League, they've got a lot of things maybe right, a lot of things wrong. But one thing they have got right is there's 38 games for each team no, every game is as important as the next, the last, because they're all worth obviously three points or a point, or they don't get any points. It often feels like it's more important towards the end of the season, but actually it's not. It's the same throughout the season. And it, it's quite kind of clear. You do well, you can win the league. You do badly, you can get um, relegated to the, the league below the championship. Teams in the championship can come up. It is quite simple, you know, when the teams are playing. And I think that's one thing, again, looking at how Liv's trying to go with it, they've kind of got some elements of it right. But I think as a viewer, as a fan, you need to have this more clear diary. You know that every tournament is really important. And that's why the majors have got it so right. You know, the majors, again, are just four rounds of stroke play. But I get so excited for those four major championships because they mean so much. Every event can't mean that much. Always going to have those four majors on a, on a real, like, pillar. That They're the top, top, top pinnacle but there could be something else. Couldn't know where these other events are. You know, there's fewer of them, but they're so much bad. As a golf fan, I'd love only one event every three weeks, but it means something. Yeah, correct. And every week that I don't even care. I mean, what what's fascinating at the moment, there's been a few little uh, eagle-eyed uh, social media followers noticing that Brooks Kepka has been quite vocal around his want for the schedule to be released of Live 2024 uh, because there's, as far as he's aware, he's not had a defined schedule yet for 2024. Well, that was something I was going to come on to. So it's been, like you said, it's been um, posted online that Live Golf are trying to create some some dialogue, some interest, obviously, in, in the in the league. So they're posting on their social media accounts a lot. And there was, there's two posts this last week they've posted where, you're right, Brooks has come back with Bit of um, bit feisty, bit of zest. The first post was, um, it was like, a, we might put it up on the screen if you're watching the video podcast. It was a, a pretend like list of DMs from tour pros and it was like asking people, who, what would you rather do? Yeah, what would you rather do? And obviously his response um, was the DM with the schedule for next year would be nice. Wow. Um, that's just quite, quite bold. And they did another post. You think like, you'd have someone to text, wouldn't you? Well, you'd think so. <laughs> and then there was another, um, apparently that comment's been deleted, I believe, now. Ah. Um, there was another post uh, where they were asking about what shoes are the best on course or whatever from people who've played, obviously, in live events. And he again responded with, we don't know what course, we haven't seen the schedule. So saying, I wouldn't know what shoes to pack, for example, I don't know what the courses are going to be. Is, is this great marketing by Liv? Or is this actually true? Is, is Brooks angry is I, he i don't think it's marketing i'd be impressed if it was that's uh <laughs> that's uh, i mean we're talking about it right now but i'd be impressed if someone had thought let's not give the schedules let's get the players really angry and then they're going to comment and make loads of drama but is he angry or is it just a play to get people to talk about live possibly and then and then the schedule comes out next week Maybe. And, and he's like finally finally the schedules come out i don't know um it, it's uh, 
I suppose it's just a lot, a lot of logistics. Unlike the PGA Tour, who have been to the same venues for the same years for for decades, some of the events live each time is like it's still only third year, mm. so they're they're probably like going right. Well, what works at that event? Or well, can we move it to another venue? Can we do? You know, they're probably trying to move the venues around a little bit because it's still in its infancy. I think as well on that, there's going to be a lot of golf courses that maybe got approached by Liv who were quite dubious about having an event or not sure about how the, the potential backlash. I suppose now live themselves, have a case study of events, don't they? That they can showcase to potential venues and say, look, this is how much we paid a venue. This was potentially their increase in footfall weeks and months afterwards. This is how much money the golf course took on the, the day from whatever they sold or whatever. So I suppose they've got a stronger case to go to these courses now. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how that looks for next year. Um, do you, do you think there's any more appetite from yourself? Are you going to be kind of keeping an eye on the off-season, on the transfers? Is that something you'd look at? Or? I, I just don't know if, I, if I'm fully aware of how it's all operating mm. still. Uh, I think what's quite interesting with... So there's been a, a few social media posts, like Richard Bland <laughs> did, a, did a video. Um, the, his, his excitement, yeah. believe it or not, guy, <laughs> about signing for the Cliques GC again yeah, with Martin Keimer. Yeah. And there was a lot of He was comments. ecstatic, wasn't he? It, it was ridiculous how ecstatic he was. I'll do my own version. I am really happy to be doing the Rick Shields podcast today. I really like it. It's good. And um, looking forward to the next few podcasts. <clears throat> Thanks to Rick for re-signing me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that was essentially in a nutshell what Richard Brand was like. It, it was it was a little bit like a hostile a hostage situation. Yeah. And it wasn't the best in the world. I mean, that is the challenge sometimes now with allowing players to be a little bit more savvy on social media <laughs> is some players do it really bloody Correct. good. Max Ian, Homer. Ian Poulter, Max Homer, Bryce Eddie DeChambeau, Pepperell. Eddie Pepperall. These guys know how to social media. There's a few other people who don't know how to social media. But do you not think, and again, this isn't a bashing on Liv because Liv have done that. Colin Murray did that horrendous post. Oh, exactly. He was when, horrendous. When he signed up for the TGL team and he put it on par, if not above playing the Ryder Cup. Why do these people and these agencies, because let's be honest, I know what you're saying, but it's not, I don't think that's as simple as Richard Bland's on a post and chucked it on. There'll be somebody behind telling him what to do or advising him. Why are people still not getting it in this day and age? It's the year 2023. We know what good content looks like and what bad content looks like, what content can drive conversation, etc. And I think sometimes live do things knowing it might not be that cool, but it's going to get people talking. I really do. But that Richard Bland post and the Murakawa one in equal measure was absolute tripe. How is it not getting vetted? It is, but it might just be getting vetted by the people who maybe not as quite as savvy as they've yeah. made out to be. Let's well, be you, honest. You, you, like we, yeah, we, maybe. we've had situations where we've worked with outside agents. We'll not name any names, and we've been on a shoot, and then we get the edit back, and and this is like off brand or whatever, and it's like. No, that's not our style. Yeah. They just miss the style, don't they, sometimes? You think, though, if somebody had a, a, a book of best practices who has looked at what Liv has done well and what they've not done well, and you then, with Colin Marikawa, saying, right, now you're, assign you're, you're announcing you're signing with LA it LAGC he's playing yeah. for, with, whatever. The one thing we are not going to do in this notebook, point number one, do not compare this to the Ryder Cup, please. I know, but, then, Taylor Gooch. but then don't forget as well, going back to even what you're saying, is it done for, for views? Maybe. It, 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 are, 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 we, are they almost ripping up the rule book and going, you know what? 
we want people talking about this, we have to say something that catches their attention. And that's the thing, and that's something that I think is the slightly off topic here, but if you ever look on real short form content platforms like TikTok or Instagram Reels, some of the content out there now is so bad, but gets so many views because it's so bad. Yeah. And I got sucked into watching one of the day, and this guy in his car, and he was parked at a train station, and a policeman came up to him saying, what are you doing parked here? And he was like, waiting for a friend. He said, you can't park here. Went, well, why? He said, oh, what are you doing? You need to know what you're doing. What's your name? And it went, this back and forth went back for a few minutes. Like, that's a really rubbish policeman. It ended up, it was all fake. This this person, they create these scenarios, people watch it. I was like, how rubbish is that? Did you but see the I woman? Watched it all. Did you see the woman who had the tattoo on her head? No. <laughs> so she had her boyfriend's name tattooed across her forehead. Wow. She had Kevin <laughs> tattooed across her forehead, right? And she posted online and loads, of, you can imagine the amount of people that spoke about it. It was on news articles, it was on radio shows. It, I think it even made the actual news news, right? Yeah. A week later, she came out and did a video and basically was rubbing it off, saying it was makeup. And she did it to make a point of that she regrets having her tattoos. If you're young and think about getting a tattoo, wow. consider, so she basically, it was all a publicity stunt. But would would that have got so much press if it wasn't as bold as what it was? That's a good point. So I think sometimes, I'd like to say, I'd, I'd like to think, I'd like to think some brands, media agencies, etc., aren't as daft to think of comparing TGL with Ryder Cup or let's put Richard Brand that that uh, bland that video out. But maybe, just maybe, they're thinking on a very different level. Am I right in thinking you're going to do a podcast naked when you release merch? I might put a head cover on my uh, on little Ricky. Wow, which we won't see anyway. So, <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's, but um, speaking of people getting the name tattooed on the head, if there was one golf forever, who would you who you had to get their name tattooed on your head? Who would that be? Vajegas. Oh wow! I hope it was to be a simple. I thought you were going to say Tiger Woods. <laughs> I can lead on some Tiger Woods story. I'll ask you one more time, Rick. Then, let's edit this, Matt. Rick, if you get anyone tattooed on your name on your head, who's got what name of the golfer would it be? That well, wasn't very smooth. It's but, quite obvious. Yeah, it would be Tiger Woods. Really? I thought you said Camilo Vajegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tiger Woods is back, baby. It's official. He's going to be teed up his event, the Hero World Challenge, the 30th of November. His first competitive golf. First time we will see him on the golf course since the Masters. Are you excited? Is he going to do well? What's the plan? Who's going to caddy? Go on. I've got a real confession. Okay. Yeah. The last time I saw Tiger Woods in the flesh was Sunday. Uh, no, not Sunday. Saturday of the Masters. Mm-hmm. He pulled out on Sunday. Saturday of the Masters. Walking Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. On the scent hole. And I saw a man that was broken. Yep. I saw a man struggling down a very, very hilly tent hole and struggling around the, the golf course and kind of pulled out the final day because of injuries. This time, Guy, for the first time ever, 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 yep. this Tiger comeback isn't exciting me. Wow. Blasphemy. And why is that? I don't know. It, it, I feel like we've seen it. I feel like we've been there and we've done that and I've shed too many tears. Mm. Do you get what I mean? It's yeah. like if it, it's, it feels like a breakup. It feels like, you know, how many times can I get back together with that woman, even though I've been married 10 years and I've been with my <laughs> wife 17. <laughs> but like, hypothetically, it's like, what, what? I don't know. I, I'm maybe, maybe for the first time as well, guy, I'm managing my own expectations. No, I think that's right. I feel like this time, I don't know I don't know what it is. I've just felt a bit different. I saw all the news break this week, and we even spoke about it a few weeks ago. The Hero Challenge, his own event in, Barba, in Bahamas, he had left a space free. And yeah. there was lots of rumours, is that the Tiger space? And it obviously has been, you know, it, was, it wasn't as if it was going to be super exciting. We knew it was almost going to come. And he has now announced he's going to play in it. I'm just not sure. I, I think I'm managing my own expectations because I can't, I don't want to get too excited yet. Yeah, no, I think I can definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> I, when I, I turn up in my red shirt Correct, and on my Thursday. tiger hat, when he's played, when is it? Is it a few weeks it's down the, the line? Yeah, so it's n- a 10 days time. All right, great. I'm out there actually. Not in Bahamas, but I'm out in America. Um, well, who bothered a minute ago? <laughs> kind of monster. <laughs> tiger hat on. Um, yeah, I, I'm just... I, I I don't know. I'm managing my own expectations. No, I, I agree. And I think, well, I agree to an extent. I, I agree that we've had many a time now where Tiger's come back and then he's, you know, he's done well, he's not done so well and he's, and he's obviously unfortunately been injured again. So for, for me, I'm looking at it slightly differently in a sense that there's two things now. I think I really want to, because it sounds horrible to say and it's the truth, it won't be that long really in the grand scheme of things until he's, he's retired from professional golf. Let's be honest, certainly that top, top level of professional golf, maybe that kind of almost is where we're at now really. So that's the one thing. Anytime we can see Tiger Woods playing golf and anytime we can see him on a Sunday in his Sunday red, I think we just have to just cherish every time because it's not going to be many more. And I think for me, I really realised that at the Open when he you know, he walked over the Swilcombe Bridge. And, and, and to me, it almost felt like that was, a, that was the time he was almost retiring, but not retiring. It felt like that was symbolic and I was well, happy to be there. Well, you, you literally, as soon as it happened, you, you, you ploughed your head into my shoulder and... and 
blubbed like a, a little I did. baby for I did for a good few hours. Of course, and and, <laughs> and, and that's it, the, and, and and ultimately, I think we have to be you know realistic about it. That's what's going to happen in, in you know in the not too distant future. So there's that thing I think to think about, and also another thing as well with Tiger Woods. He's currently tied with Sam Snead on 82 PJ Tour wins, which is obviously the, the, the top. There's nobody else with more. He only, and I use that term only very loosely, has to win one more to be the undisputed, you know, to won the most PJ Tour events ever in history and probably ever will, let's be honest. I think he's got that fighting in to grind out one more. If, you've, if, you, if the question is, will he win? My answer is yes. Mm. My answer is yes. He he will win events. A plural. So you know what I'm going to say now. I'm going to be bold with this. Don't. No, let, let hear me out, guy. Okay. Don't because you're gonna. It's going to happen. No, and, I wanted to happen. And the, yeah, but they're going to take your soundbite. If you say other anything other than he's going to win, they're going to take your soundbite and it's going to be used all across social media. You know, yeah. like a right fool. Just tell. I, just say uh, he's going to win. He's going to win. Okay, <laughs> like that Richard Bland video. No, no he, he, no, Guys, you know so what? I, I don't. I, I, tr- truthfully, I at the moment, I'm saying that I can't see it only because where he's been to. Now I'm saying that preemptively of this event. If he comes back in ten days' time and he's knocking flags out, he's hitting it nice off the tee, he's holding putts, and he, and he wins that event or he even plays well, then of course I'd be like, he's going to win five more. He's going to win another major. He's going to win another Masters, whatever. But going off what he's been through, I would find it. And it's not even a case of doubting his ability, because obviously you can't doubt Tiger Woods' ability. It's doubting that as much as I see Tiger Woods as some almost mythical person, he's a human. He really sounds... I always feel silly saying that. First, because obviously he's a human, but secondly, he almost doesn't seem human. But he's a human. There's only so much pain his body can go through. And I honestly believe we probably don't realise how amazing it is that he's even just walking let alone playing golf and let alone competitively and let alone win events. I have heard rumours though, his um he's in less pain than he's been well, for a long time. Brilliant. Like imagine if he came back and he's pain free. Oh then if that's the case he could win five events. Like certainly at courses where it's flatter and he's been there before. I mean, who knows? He could come back and win the next open at St Andrews. I wouldn't be surprised. But going back to your question I think you started but didn't finish, who's gonna carry for him? Yes. So obviously uh, Joe LaCarva yeah. is now on Keegan Bradley's bad. So was he officially bad. left? I, I kind of missed Not this. Keegan little. Bradley. Um, um, oh, buddy, hell, cat boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, my days. Don't, oh, that's going to really annoy me. Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley. Cat boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, Joe LaCarva, who's famously been on Tiger's back for a, a very long time now, um, probably at as long time, if not longer than Steve Williams was on Tiger's back for, potentially. I don't know the maths perfectly. He now is, obviously, he wasn't caddying for Tiger. He's now caddying for Patrick Cantley. Does he just come straight back? Does he Does he go straight right, see it, Patrick, and back with Tiger? Be I nice think he has you. jump ship. Oh, not jump ship, but I think from what I'm seeing is that Tiger's looking for a new caddy. I don't know if that is... So Tiger's actively looking apparently, for a new caddy. Apparently people saying they is don't know... an who... advert out? Yeah. I got the text. Did I get the text? I turn it down. I can't, oh. can't make it. Got the babies look after. Oh. I'd love to, Tiger. Can I have your own bag? I don't... I didn't get a text. No, I might not. I think he's got your old number. The one. Definitely had that phone for a while, actually. I've had his number since I was 11. Yeah, he got you one <laughs> when you were 10. Um, I don't know. I, I, I probably should have checked up on this more beforehand, but I know that there's just talks of who's going to caddy, which, which I then interpreted as he's, he 
he obviously needs one because Joey the Carver's left. I don't know. I want Steve Williams back on the bag. Imagine. Wow. I think it, this this is my predictions. It's either going to be Steve Williams, mm. okay. Steve Brotherhood, <laughs> who's been on the channel a few times. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or Will Davidson. Okay. So two caddies that have been on the channel before. Yeah. Or his old caddy that he won. Or his son, Charlie, that's heavily been rumoured. Mm, maybe for the Hero Challenge, yeah. but not after, no, not after, not after that. that. He's in school. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's went to school, Rick. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? You know what? Connecting the dots. And why would he not have this guy on his bag? The only guy that beat him, hands down. Robert Rock. Do you think? Bit of a coach slash caddy. Maybe maybe heard him on last week's podcast and went, Rocky. I'm going to give Rocky a bell. Rocky. I've not spoken to him since since he beat me in Abu Dhabi in 2012. It's time. Mm. Get, get on the bag, Rocky. We're going... We're going free. <laughs> you know what? Just a slight tangent on that. You know what I was thinking about the other day about that podcast? And this is obviously, when you think about this, this just shows a level of Tiger that Robert Rock was a tour professional for 20 years, right? Won twice on tour. Arguably his greatest accomplishment, the one thing he'll, I'm sure, takes to grave, tell his grandkids and his grandkids' grandkids <clears throat> will relay the story to their friends, is that he beat Tiger Woods in a group to win an event. Or even just beat Tiger Woods, doesn't matter what it was to win, to beat Tiger Woods. How these golfers like Robert, even though they want to beat him when they play with him and did beat him, that pedestal they put Tiger on. Oh. Like there's not many athletes in sport where the competitors of, of said athletes treat them with such a level of respect and just beating them is almost the accomplishment of the career. Do you know what I mean? Well, don't forget what Robert said going into that final round. He was just like, it's almost inevitable Tiger's going to well, yeah. win this. It was almost like, I'm just going to go and learn as much as I can. But how good do you have to be to get to that level? Let's know. just say, for example, I don't, like, I don't know. I know it's silly. Tony Fee now, first golfer I think of randomly. Or Tommy Fleetwood, friend of the channel. Great guys, good career, solid, solid golfers. Now, there's not many like good, 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 good level golfers who were on tour, whose story they would take to the grave and grandkids' grandkids would be, I beat Tommy Fleetwood. Would and that's no disrespect to Tommy. No, no. Like, even Rory to a degree, unless he was, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, even Robert beat Tiger and Rory, but Rory, Rory comes so yeah, down in that. that's what I mean, because... And it's not as if he beat Tiger and Tiger was middle of the pack. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's the... Like, you... Because let's say for for argument's sake, um, I can't think of a, of a time now, but um, Louis Houston Hazen but beat Tiger mm -hmm. a couple of times when he beat when he won the master when he won the oh, did he, was he playing in that open anyway he would have won it beat him but it's not like he's going head to head down yeah, the stretch that's the difference in it um, the the only other player is um, Yang um, Y Yang Y Yang who beat Tiger in that major when he literally outplayed him all the way through that last 18 holes which was pretty special yeah anyway okay well that leads me very nicely speaking of the open um, this week's podcast as we as we said at the start is is sponsored we don't have to do many sponsored podcasts you know when it's a sponsored one it's uh, it's the real deal it's, special. it's, it's a special one um, and 
we have arguably, I've said this at the start, truthfully, 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 one of the biggest and best money can't buy prizes, I think, ever, that we've ever, ever, ever done on the channel. Uh, we need to massively thank the RNA, uh, the Open, the One Club for, for supporting this prize. They weirdly like what we do, which is, is bizarre. Well, of course they do. <laughs> um, and the One Club is uh, it's completely free to join and it's a great place to access more kind of deep dive into some amazing content lives on the RNA and the, the Open. It's exclusive and behind the scenes content yes. from, from yours and mine's favourite major tournament. Yes. Um, now, this prize has been up for grabs. You, you need to apply by the link in the description below. It's free. Totally free, totally to do. free. All you've got to do is sign up to the one club, free to do. And one winner plus the friend okay. slash guest, just in case you've not got a friend, you can bring a guest. Yes. Will win the following. Are you ready for this? Talk to me. Okay. This is... Okay. <sighs> Can't be honest. I'm, I'm actually going to... I'm going to change the order, guy. Okay. okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Where are we going to go? You know we... what? You know what I'm going to do here. Right. Tickets... For Championship Saturday to the Open, 20th of July, 2024. So that is for the lucky winner and the friend slash guest for Saturday of the Open. I'm going to one-up you, Rick. Go for it. The Claret Jug might be lost on the Saturday, but my God, it's not one on the it's not one on the Saturday. It gets one on the Sunday, okay? So my one-up to you, there's not one. There's two tickets for the winner and the guest slash friend for the championship, the open championship Sunday, the 21st of July, 2024 at Royal Troon. Oh my can God. Can I now give you my next Trump and then you can try and top Trump me? Go for it if you can. Okay. Well, it's all well and good going to the open for those days, but we need to get our head down somewhere. You're going for Saturday, Sunday. going to stay over Sunday night. Well, I'm going to offer them. Or the openers. Well, the open, with my blessing. <laughs> I've okayed this, Rick. With my blessing, the open and the one club are going to offer three nights accommodation from Friday the 19th of July through to Monday the 22nd of July. So you've got your golf on Saturday. You've got your golf on Sunday. You see Tiger Woods lift the claret jug. You go back to your room. You have a little tipple of... Guinness? Brandy. Brandy, a little brandy. There you go. I'm out. That's all I can offer, Rick. But the thing is, okay, that's cute. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty, pretty special. That is a, a money could buy experience, I would say, so far. That is pretty special. Tickets to the open, Saturday, Sunday, plus accommodation, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But why? Do you, why what's the real purpose of having accommodation on Sunday? Yes, you might have a couple of drinks. You might brandies. You might go to the after party with Tiger Woods and drink out the claret jug. That, by the way, terms and conditions that does not apply. <laughs> <laughs> but hmm. what would really, really, really make things special? Okay, is if on the Monday, the twenty second of July, two thousand twenty four, if you and your guest guest slash friend, yeah. Went back to Royal Troon. Okay. What, pick up the merch that you've not collected, that you'd left, or what? You could do a bit of that. Yep. But more importantly, you could have a tea time. <gasps> and you could tee it up and play the exact championship course in 
championship conditions, Sunday pins the lot that you've just witnessed on the Sunday before. You could be teeing up with a friend slash guest at Royal Troon on Monday, the 22nd of July, the day after the 152nd Open Championship. And that is literally a money cannot buy. You, you could rock up, hear me out, hear me out. You could rock up to the first tee of Royal Troon on Monday, 22nd of July, 2024. You have a briefcase, right? In that briefcase, it'll be 50 grand. Okay. okay. You could say to those pro, there's 50 grand, I want a tea time. What would he say to you, Rick? I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Charnock. Yeah. We are uh, we are fully booked today with patrons and guests of the Open exclusively. Next thing, okay, well, I'm in with 50 grand in my cash, in my briefcase. Little Jimmy and his friend slash guest stroll past me, shoelaces undone, hats on backwards, walks the pro shop. Next thing, they're walking onto the tee. Why is that? Because they listen to the greatest podcast in the world and they were lucky enough to be picked from random to win a money cannot buy all you guys have got to do listening watching click the link down below apply to join the one club it's completely free and when i say apply when i say apply there's no waiting list there's no (laughs) stuffy meeting that you need to go to there's not even a cover letter you need to apply you get in free Yes, the website, if you're driving, again, link in the podcast description, the video version, the pinned comment will be there. But if you just want to know it off the top of your head, it's www. That's quite straightforward, Rick. Theopen.com. That's so far so good. Can't really go wrong with that. Forward slash Rick. Uh, what's that thing called? The <laughs> line. Dash. Dash. Rick dash guy dash giveaway. Easy. Easy for tickets for Saturday, Sunday of the Open next year, plus accommodation, plus a tea time at Royal Troon the day after the Open. Get involved. Thanks very much to the One Club in association with the Open for supporting the podcast as always. And I know you and me, we might be, we might be, might be, and I'm going to put this as a big, 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 big caveat. We might be there on that Monday, either playing Mm. as well, and possibly, just possibly, we do not want to make any promises, we might possibly be playing in the group with you too. Basically... I don't want to commit to that in case Tiger wins and we have 25 brandies, <laughs> in which case we won't be playing golf. No, we might be there, we might not. We've, We've just got some other commitments we yes. need to clear up, but otherwise we will be there on the day. We can't time playing golf. We'll be there on the day. Yeah. Either way, we're playing the open course as well the day after. Oh, great. Okay. Um, and I think it's going to be a very, very special open, as every single open is. Royal Troon is a course I've not played yet. I'm excited mm. to play it. I think we're going to do certainly do some filming at Royal Troon before the open to get everybody's juices flowing for the 152nd Open Championship at Royal Troon. Yes. Um, we have got five-a-side football soon, yes. so we need to wrap this up. Because that is more important than the podcast. You know that. I know that. Listeners know that. Quick fire questions. Correct. Uh, Mike Carr has said, are single length irons worth trying? They're worth trying, but they're definitely dying. Uh, They're not as fashionable anymore, are they? No. I think if you're new to golf, it makes sense. Yeah. If you've played with a variable length irons, a bit weird. Uh, Duncan, I'm sorry, I can't see his surname, Duncan, but Duncan has said... Why does Rick never review Titleist Drivers? That is, that is blasphemy. Mm. Blasphemy? Blasphemy. Um, I have done. I did do. I will do. We actually just never received the Titleist Drivers. We just missed out on that one for some random reason. Yeah, but. It, it was in this transitional period where we weren't quite sure what we were doing reviews. We hadn't quite set up Hit Channel. Um, it's definitely something we are going to be looking at uh, 
testing. The good thing with Titleist, drivers for Titleist last quite a bit long as well. Yes. They don't particularly go out of fashion super quick. They normally have a two-year release schedule. I know that Titleist have some uh, wedges coming out in the new year. Can't say too much on that, but I'm sure you can work out what they might be. It rounds with Bokeh. Yeah. SM, whatever the next number is. Ben. <laughs> rounds with Ben. So you, you do the math. Um, I'm sure they'll be good. I can, we could review them now, really. We're going to be good, aren't they? Let's be honest. Bokeh SM Ben's are yeah. really good. That's the uh, the wish.com version. Uh, Michael, or David Michael Hood, uh, it's very official, he's got a full name, has said, when is Rick going to go on I'm a Celebrity? It would be funny seeing him on there. Would you go on I'm a Celebrity? We had this conversation last night with my wife. <laughs> and, yeah, and obviously we... I'm a Celebrity, if you're a listener outside of the UK, it's a TV show where they go to Australia, they have 12 or so celebrities of, of all different walks of life, whether it's ex-musicians, uh, polit- polit- uh, politicians, actors, actresses, sports people. And more recently, there's been this kind of trend of, let's stick a, a token social media person in Correct. there to try and stay cool and hip with the kids. Yes. There is a YouTuber in there t- this time that I honestly looked at my wife and went, I mean, I live in YouTube and I don't know who this lady is. I'm sorry, Nella Rose, I believe she's called. She's not released a video for two years on YouTube. Slacking. Sounds like our hit channel. Um, <laughs> joking, that's going to come back soon. And I looked at subscribers and I've actually got more subscribers than... Well, I should be in then. Um, would I do it? You would do it 100%. Should I do it? Do you ask? Have you been asked? Have you turned it down yet? No, I've never been asked. You would be a very strange campmate in a sense of, hear me out, um, <laughs> I'm going to make a joke then I won't make that but because to people because <laughs> they'd be craving the crocodile penis and stuff and that's a joke um, because to people that watch the channel that know who you are would literally be like oh my god that's Rick Shields I can't believe he's doing the jungle to people that don't play golf they'd be like who's that he's a YouTuber what? A YouTuber what's that? Is and then it's like what videos YouTube? does he do? <laughs> golf oh for Christ's sake like so you'd be so polarising and, and the other thing as well I was, I was thinking about what, what would it be like in the show I'm quite fortunate that I'm not particularly too scared of many things. I'm not particularly scared of heights. I'm not particularly scared of water or not really massively scared of bugs and Out stuff. bounds left. Through <laughs> 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 chipping. Yeah. Bush took a trial, Rick. You've got to eat a crocodile cock. Oh, that's fine. I'll have that now. I'll have dessert as well. Or you've got to do a little simple bump and run. 20 foot. <laughs> no! <laughs> you got tight, tight lie over a bunker. I'm a celebrity to get me out of it. Um... I, my, I think I'd have a, a couple of issues. Yeah. I don't think I'd be very good with with the other campmates. Really? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I would put a persona on, and, but I'd, deep down I'd really struggle because okay. I think a lot of them would do my head in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I, I would I would really struggle with the eating challenges. Really? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, not that I can't, I can eat a lot, obviously. <laughs> but as in like, I would struggle with the... the Anything that's like fishy, like when they fit they eat like a fish eye and yeah, stuff. Yeah, not into Ooh, that. I would, I would. But either way, that, stri- what do you think I'd be better on? Okay. That. Yeah. So I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Strictly come dancing. Okay. Celebrity Big Brother. I had it in the jungle. Okay. I do. I think you'd be quite, I think you'd be I think good it's, only, at, it's only three weeks. You'd be good well. at in the wood. You'd be good at bringing the campfire logs down. I think you'd be good at that. You'd like doing that, get out a bit. I wouldn't like to enter the toilet and stuff like that. The dunny. Uh, no. Um, I'd be competitive. Yeah, I think you'd win a few stars. My challenge, I I think, because again, I'm that, to most most viewers, like that bloody weird golf YouTuber, I'd never get voted to do a challenge. No, you'd be inoffensive. 
But you know what I could definitely see you doing? Like, I'd imagine there'd be like some B-roll footage of like what's going on the day before when Ant and Deck introduce it. <laughs> like, imagine you're giving golf tips to the twig. Yeah. So like, you've I think got... Ant and Deck would like me. Yeah, probably I'd would. Go, to be honest, let's, let truth be told, they're not really in the jungle, are they? Let's no, be honest. It's a big set. Like, they probably do a little couple of hours. Oh, we've got to film that bit. Oh, let's film that bit. We've got to get some bloody dongo, bongo, dingo <laughs> dollars or whatever they're called and do all that jazz. I reckon I could probably just sneak off and play golf without the deck. Yeah. Well, it's like when people still think that our videos are done on a golf course. <laughs> There's a massive Sally Truman show at the back of here. We put the wind on, put the wind up to six, and it's all scripted. It's like, Rick, you've got a simple chip. You would chip close, but fat it for, for context. Yeah, exactly. Um, last one, sorry, more. Any more on no, no, that's jungle? it. That's you're it. In? Yeah, okay, I'm in. In. If I'm anyone's in. listening from ITV, um, get me in next year. Yeah, I would probably do it. I think that's why they don't get many big name YouTubers, though. I don't think they pay enough. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, Michael Knight has said, do you think joining fees should be scrapped from golf clubs, especially when the cost of clubs and accessories and your membership on top of that? Do we really need joining fees? The answer is, if a golf club has a joining fee and people are paying it, it, it well, means they stop. It, it means they're busy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, if, the people, if there is a joining fee, it's typically because they don't need more members. Yeah, I, I get it from a, from a from a consumer's point of view, if you want to join a nice golf club and you find there's a two grand joining fee, it's disheartening, it's expensive, it might put some people off. But ultimately, all these places are businesses, they want to make money and not lose money. And if people are actually paying and it's not turning people off, then it's unfortunately, it is worth it for them. Mm. There's but, plenty of places that don't have absolutely. joining fees. And on that, do you think, say joining fee was two grand and then the fee every year was a grand, grand and a half. I suppose being a member of a golf club offers a lot, but would you not be better for some people getting a England golf handicap and just using that money to come play courses all over the place? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's an idea. Don't hold me to it, but, um, okay. Last one. One uh, last one. One more for fun. Uh, I haven't said any more, but I'll ask you one from me. This is from Guy Charnock. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised you didn't say guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Shano? Shanak? Shanak? French? No. Um, what position are you going to play at football tonight? How many goals are you going to score? And on a subtopic, when did you last have an alcoholic drink? So, I'll answer the drink one first. Yep. I've not had a drink, not a single alcoholic beverage since the live podcast five weeks ago. Wow. Well, we had six weeks worth of drink in well, the exactly, podcast. Yeah. So, so I wasn't going to drink the live podcast. I ended up drinking. I've not then had a drink so since. So one more week, you'd be neutral from, from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's been interesting, really, not drinking. Um, I, even when last week I was in Turkey. Okay, we haven't even talked about Turkey night golf. We meant to. It was on the thing, but um, maybe a bonus. Turkey one night golf was really, 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 really good. Soon. Soon. Um, night golf in general is fantastic. If you ever get a chance to do it, amazing. Golf in Turkey is phenomenal. And your phenomenal. teeth and your hair lines looking phenomenal <laughs> since you got back. I wish. <laughs> I didn't go to Istanbul that next time. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was really cool. But even going out to Turkey... Um, I only spent three days there. I had a dinner party this weekend with neighbours and literally I've not touched an alcohol. I actually had zero, zero, zero uh, Peroni this weekend. Nice, good stuff. Um, lost quite a bit of weight, feel a bit better. I saw some comments and you're looking trim. My only challenge is, thank you, I don't know when I'm going to now start drinking again. The challenge being? I want to. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. I don't envision a future where I don't drink ever. You know what you hear a lot of people say? I was, I was reading upon this the other day on videos, just interested because of your little kind of journey you're going on, is that some people do what you're doing and then go, okay, well, it's been six weeks, it's been seven weeks, I'm going to have a drink now. Have a drink and actually don't massively enjoy it. And then almost weirdly then either find it easier to balance or just don't really bother with it. Yeah. I, I, at the moment, I'm just, I'm almost enjoying the challenge. Mm. 
of like getting through each week. Well, once you've got like, sounds weird, but five weeks almost built up, it's quite a lot. A lot like saying if it's been two days or three days, it was like in or there, but now it's five weeks. It's almost like every day adds on to that. Yeah, it's like like this weekend. I, I went to this house party with all intentions of not drinking. And I got there and everyone was drinking. And I, for a split second, I thought, oh, I'll just sack it off. And I thought, no, because that's been five weeks. I don't want to just sack it off when it's been five weeks. Did you... Um, look down your nose at them and tell them they're no. negative they're drinking no not at all i was i was jealous just i was still jealous like, i yeah. was watching them going that wine looks nice like, not, but not in a like a i need that wine just like going we're having nice food it's nice chat we're having a lovely civilized dinner there's about eight of us around the table and i was like yeah i could do with a little wine and then a, a really beautiful jug of port got passed around and and i was like oh yeah i could have a little bit of that but then the next day i felt fine i'd, I'd like a weird 20 minute hangover as soon as i woke up which couldn't have been a hangover because obviously tightness. i wasn't drinking definitely and then yet my wife had drank and she was feeling a bit groggy all day and after that first 20 minutes i was like fresh in the daisy so yeah i don't know when it's going to end we've got our staff doing the middle of december which i'm definitely keen on getting involved and getting stuck in and drinking on that but if Leave I can get, to Len, then. If I can get to that, I'd be really, really happy. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, Football-wise, I'm excited about tonight. This is the fifth or sixth week of football as well in a row. Um, I've seen gradual improvements in my game. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like at the moment, my main position is I like being a winger. Yeah. You're more left-sided. I'm left and right, but yeah. I do like sitting on the left. Because <laughs> I like cutting in on my right. And also, <sighs> I'm a terrible defender. Like, you really. Don't run back. I, I do a lot of running. Mm. But... I, I, I just struggle to tackle. So sometimes I'm running back and going, well, what's the point of me running back? Because I can't tackle anyway. Well, you know that if you tackle anybody and hurt them, you've got a lawsuit, lawsuit on your hands. And I don't want to get hurt. No. So I don't want to yeah, so, get stuck in. So we play tag. Tag tackles, don't we? <laughs> play tag. If you touch someone on the shoulder three times, It was weird last week when we forgot the ball. We just played tag for an hour, didn't we? It was fun though. So yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, football left wing, cut it on the right. And without further ado, we need to get to football. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, get involved with the One Club. And also, when you fill out the form just down at the bottom, there is a little tick box about being informed by Rick Shields and the team, whether you want your email, um, being involved in our database. It's worth it. Click that box because we're going to be releasing some incredible items and trinkets and all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff soon. Um, so get involved in that so you don't miss out on anything thank you very much guys. was a fantastic podcast well done thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> good game and uh, again join the one club get involved and you could be teeing it up at Royal Troon 2024 peace everyone and we'll see you in the next episode Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.